So look, you are broke. And quite frankly, that's okay. As long as you make the conscious decision to change your life circumstance or go back to eating Cheetos and playing Fortnite. Honestly, up to you. But if you're watching this video, I want to actually congratulate you because you took the first step. And the first step is acknowledging that you are not where you want to be and accepting the fact that it is in your power to change that. So if you watch the entirety of this video, I'm going to show you exactly how to assess your current situation, look at your strengths, your weaknesses, and how to use that to your advantage to go from broke to financially flourishing. Now, the first thing you need to do is honestly assess your assets. And I'm not talking about your real estate portfolio or your stock portfolio or your crypto. I'm talking about the advantages that you have, sort of the intangible assets that you have in your life. You need to understand in this world, you get paid in accordance to the value or problems that you solve. Everyone has competitive advantages. Some are natural born and some are cultivated. You need to lean into your advantages. And funnily enough, if you live at home in your mom's basement, you still actually have an advantage. And I'll tell you what that is in just a second. Now, one advantage, and as everyone understands, the more money you have, the more money you can make with said money. Well, that's out of the window as per the title. You're broke, so that's not an advantage that you have. So what are some of the other assets that you can lean on? Well, the first one is hard work. It kind of annoys me because sometimes you get a lot of these self-help people. You know, they talk about hard work as if everyone is hardworking or it's just like this easy thing. It's like, oh yeah, you just work hard and you'll be successful. And yeah, sure. But the reason we admire people who are hardworking is because it's not a very common trait and most people are not going to possess that trait. And I'll be honest, I'm not particularly the hardest working person. I just have other personality traits that I really leaned into that propelled me to my level of success. Now, bear in mind from the age of 14 to 18, 19, even 20, hard work was the main thing that I leaned on. Still, I would not consider myself the hardest worker in the room by no stretch of the imagination, but I earned my stripes. And that is the key. All of you watching this need to earn your stripes. Hard work, dedication, and discipline is very, very important. You know, there's no way that you get a around that to reach your goal of six figures. Whereas this may sound really weird to you guys, but you can go from seven to eight figures while working a lot less hard, being more sloppy with your habits, less discipline, all these things, because you're actually leaning on different mechanisms to go from that stage to the next. And the other thing that I want to mention is for me, when I started nearly this, you know, 10 year journey back in 2014, when I started my first business, which was flipping Instagram accounts, when I started reading a book a week and I started meditating every single day, I think back then it was a lot easier to focus than it is in the world we live in right now with short form content and TikTok and all of these distractions that, you know, it feels like every year there's just more and more distractions. So if innately, if you are one of those people who just happens to be an extremely hard worker, a person who can really lock in on a task without getting distracted, that is a massive advantage. And that is something that most people do not possess in the time that we live in. But as I said, you do not need to be David Goggins. You know how it is when you fight somebody and you broke that mother He's like, oh God, man, I don't want to go back to the next round. And you feel like, my God, I can fight all day. And I think of all the different assets that I want you to evaluate in your life that I'm going to show you, then you can actually make a game plan for which vehicle am I going to use to get me to financial abundance. So as I said, hard work discipline is a given, but don't think that being the hardest worker is the thing that's really going to propel you to success. Of the four, I'd say it's probably third most important, maybe even fourth most important. Now, the next asset that you can have is your skill set. But the issue is that most people major in minor things. I'll give you a perfect example. Video games. I know that the gamers, I get so much backlash from people, you know, when they tell me, oh, but you don't understand gaming helps me socialize or there's people who make millions with gaming. And I'm like, yeah, you know, the people who make millions from gaming, they're not you. You know why? Because the people making millions from gaming, they're not commenting on my YouTube videos being like, no, but there's people out there who make millions from gaming. And I'm like, that's cool, but they're not you quite clearly. So I don't know why you're trying to stand up for it. And that is a perfect example of people majoring in minor things. Great. You finished, can you even finish Fortnite? Like you completed a Fortnite or you completed some video games. 
game or I don't know, you got some ranking in some world. Cool. Great. You majored in a minor thing, something that is irrelevant to the quality of your life, something that is irrelevant to building a beautiful future for you and your family. You majored in something so minor that your kid will never be like, oh, dad, mom told me that you were so good at Call of Duty back in the day. You know, that makes me so proud that you're my they don't care. So stop majoring in minor things. And by the way, it is so important to have hobbies. I recently started taking tennis classes multiple times a week. Am I going to become a professional tennis player? No, but I have my businesses. I have my skill sets that make me lots and lots, many, 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 many millions a year. And now I have my side hobby. And by the way, I think if I started gaming now, because a lot of people will give me the Elon Musk example. Elon Musk is allowed to game. He's allowed to game a little to take his mind off it. I don't think it's necessarily the smartest thing to do because it's so easy to get hooked. But if he does it, or let's say I started gaming, sure, fine. That's acceptable. As I said, do not get consumed by something that is not going to get you paid if you already don't have anything in your life that does get you paid. By far, above anything, the best asset that you can have in life is your skill set because no matter what life throws at you, let's say you lose everything. If you have your skill set, you can climb back up to the top of the mountain very, very quickly. So there are certain skills that are very useful for the rest of your life, no matter what you are doing. Things like sales, marketing, even things like Excel spreadsheets. I cannot tell you the amount of people that I know who are like, hey, who do you use for Excel spreadsheets? Or, you know, how did you put this spreadsheet together? I don't know how to use Excel spreadsheet, but people in my company who are paid very, very handsomely, they do know how to use it. Things like that, things like accounting, things like editing. If you have skills in one of those areas, consider this an asset that you have in your life. It's, you know, it's funny, whenever I'm considering whether or not I should learn a skill set, and by the way, this is outside of hobbies, I'm always thinking, hey, in the time that I live in with the businesses that I have, this applies. But let's say I go into a totally different industry, I go into a totally different life path in 10 or 20 years. Would this be a skill set that is evergreen? Is this a skill set that will be beneficial for the rest of my life? And if the answer is yes, then I will always have a keen interest in learning it. Now, the next asset that you can have is a strong network. But most importantly, you need a strong network and to be in an industry where that network actually brings you value. And many people have made a full time living just by having a strong network. But first, you need to decipher and be very honest with yourself. How strong is your network actually? You know, I see a lot of people talk about how strong their network is. And then they do a little bit of digging. And what they mean is there's three high school friends. You know, one went on to be a junior assistant at this company and another went on to be work at Goldman Sachs. And then another one went on to work at HSBC as a very low level manager. You know, a lot of people really overestimate the value of their network, because just remember, your network is not who you know. Your network is who you can call for a favor at 3 a.m. in the morning. No matter what it is, that person will do it for you. That is your network, not who you've had a couple DM exchanges back and forth on Instagram. Now, going on to the other point that I mentioned, which is it's one thing to have a network. It's another thing to actually have a network that makes you money. And here's what I mean by that. I was hanging out with my friend a couple days ago, and his network is insane. You know, he's friends with Nelk Boys, a lot of the rap a lot of the biggest restaurant owners, promoters, club owners, all this stuff. His network is very, very useful because a lot of people, when they go to Miami, they can hit him up for connections and tables and this and that. Or, you know, if someone wants to go to Monaco F1 or wants to get UFC tickets, you know, this person is so well connected, they can arrange all that stuff. So because his connections are so strong and it's taken him so many years to build those connections, he can actually monetize per request. Whereas for me, for example, I have an extremely strong network, but my network does not help my software company in any way, shape, form form or fashion. My network has almost nothing to do with my net worth. I've built up my network because, you know, you get to a certain point in life where you like having other very, very high value people around. It is very nice that I can call on favors from, you know, so many people. And it doesn't matter what country I go to. I get special treatment because of the people that I know and because of my close network. But at the end of the day, that doesn't make me any extra money. Make a decision, the industry or path that you want to go to in life. And then even if you do have a strong network, be honest with yourself if your network 
actually ends up making you more money and is an asset to your financial abundance. Because as I said, even in my situation, my network has basically nothing to do with my financial abundance. Now, the last asset that you can possess is time. And I actually mean this across two scopes of life. And the first is the amount of time that you have right now. And the second is the amount of time that you have left in life, basically your timeline in life. Now, the first scope is kind of self-explanatory. Obviously, if you have more time, that means you can put more time into freelancing, into being an apprentice for someone, into starting your own online business, whatever it is you decide to do, whatever vehicle you decide to use in order to achieve financial freedom and abundance. Of course, the more time that you have, the more beneficial it will be. And part of that is also, I guess, kind of your safety net. If you have a job that's remote and you only need to log into your job two, three hours a day because you know you work for some very bloated company that doesn't actually know whether you're performing well or not because no one's performing well at the company. No one really knows what they're doing at the company. Well, you can work two, three hours remotely and then you can spend the rest of your day basically trying to build your online business. Or let's say you're in a situation where you are living with your parents. You might even be you know, 22, 23 after university or college and you know that you have a year or two of basically zero expenses. So you know that you have the time to actually go out and focus on your entrepreneurial endeavors. So obviously the more time that you have in a day in the present moment, very self-explanatory, the higher chances are of actually achieving financial abundance and not being broke anymore. But then, and this is something most people really don't talk about enough, is the macro perspective. Listen, if you are under the age of 28, you have a massive, massive advantage. And by the way, I'm speaking primarily to the men here, to all the ladies. Obviously, my information still applies, but you need to understand my biological father was an alcoholic abusive. So I've gone through a lot of adversity and struggle in my life to get to this point. So please excuse me sometimes when I speak specifically to the men. I would have loved if someone could have given me this information as I was growing up you know, trying to navigate the world. But anyways, back to my point, men specifically hit their peak anywhere from the age of 32 to around 38. A woman at 29 has far more pressure to get married and have children. And by the way, that's not like societal pressure. It's just like if she's being honest with herself, she wants to. And she knows that, you know, at 34, she's just going to have a lot less chance than at 29. Whereas men at 34, we are far more attractive than at 29. If we keep working on ourselves and put one foot forward day after day after day. So the reason I say this is if you are broke at the age of 29 as a man, because really there's not much of a rush to get married or have kids for the next three years of your life, dedicate every single hour without having to worry about a partner or anything else to becoming a millionaire. That's the beauty of it. So when I talk about time being of all of these, by far the biggest advantage, you need to understand that everyone has these grand aspirations for what they're going to do in the next 12 months. And most of the time, don't hit it. But most people discount what they can do over a multi-year timeline. So as I said, if you are watching this and you are a 27-year-old, 29-year-old, but I mean, hell, if you're a 22-year-old, you know, such as me, or if you're a 19-year-old or 16-year-old, I mean, it's basically hard-coded that in the next five years, you are going to be a millionaire. If you are watching content like this on YouTube and you actually absorb and actually use it, it's basically hardwired. I mean, maybe it doesn't take five years, maybe it takes seven years, but time is by far the biggest asset. And if you are in your teens or pretty much any of your 20s, you have such a massive advantage. It is ridiculous. You have by far the biggest advantage. And you know, this is also why sometimes I find it funny when people try to compare me to other people in the business or online space. The people they compare me to are literally in their late, mid or early 30s. Like they're all 10 years plus for me. And sometimes I find the comparisons a little superfluous, quite frankly, because I'm 22 years old. Apart from having made $30 million already, I'm in incredible shape. I'm extremely well-traveled. I've gone through so much pain, trauma, adversity to build my character to the point that it is today. I have businesses and verticals that make me over $10 million a year. As I alluded to earlier, I have an insane network. The list goes on and on and on. And you might listen to all of that and think that I am bragging. No, the reason that I am saying that is because out of all of the things that I have listed, my number one advantage 
is time from a macro perspective. If you could give me everything that I have right now and make me 40 years old or take a time machine back and I have to start at 22 years old with none of my accomplished accolades, achievement, money, anything, I will go back to 22. If you are watching this, time is the biggest advantage that you have. Time truly is an incredible phenomenon. And most of the people that you are looking up to online, they were broke until their early 30s, until their late 20s. Listen to that again. Most of the people that you look up to were literally broke at the age of 30. And here you are watching this 25 years old and you're like, oh, I can never accomplish what that person accomplished. Look at their accolades and look at this. You have time. And if you are someone who uses time to your advantage, you can accomplish anything. So now that we have run through the four assets which you can possess, which is hard work, your current skill set, your network, and then time, especially from a macro perspective, you can really sort of jot down all of these and go, hey, what areas of my life do I have advantages? And then from that, you can pick the next step in your life. And I'm going to give you three life options from here. The first one is starting an online business. Now, I don't want to touch on this too much in this video. Earlier this year, I made a video where I basically assessed the six to seven most common online business models. For me, that is my favorite option for people because you can use leverage. The best part of that is if you set the systems and processes in place, you can actually leverage other people's resources or time, depending on which business model you choose. And you can actually get paid by using a concept called arbitrage, which is basically what Uber, Airbnb, all of these companies do just on a larger scale. I'll link that video down below. Now, your next option is to use your existing skill set to make a good income. So for example, if you're good at sales, if you're good at editing, if you're good at these things, then you can take these skills. And the most important thing is the way that you position it and who you actually sell these services to. Because bear in mind, you could just be an editor and get paid $2,500 a month, or you can frame your service as a performance editor and get paid $6,000 a month. The only difference is you say, hey, rather than just editing it to look good, I'm going to edit it for retention. Retention is the most important thing. And you know, when you're selling the client, you go, hey, out of the 10,000 people that watch your video with my video, you're going to get 3,500 people watching all the way to the end, whereas some other person is only going to manage to get, you know, 1,200 people watching to the end. So I'm getting three times as many views as them. So of course, I'm going to be charging twice as much. So the point is, it's not just about having a skill set. It's also about knowing how to frame it and how to sell it to the right person, organization, company. And if you can make your ROI clear, then companies will pay for it. I mean, I have people in my company who make 18 to $20,000 a month. And by the way, these aren't my C-suite positions, you know, my COO, my CMO, those sort of positions in some of my companies, because some of those positions between base and performance, you know, make upwards of $50,000 a month. So I'm not even talking about those positions. I'm literally just talking about, you know, your typical employees. Some of these people literally make almost a quarter million dollars a year because of the performance, because the skill set they bring and the way that they can actually quantify what money that brings back to the company. So I would say for anyone with a pre-existing skill set, this is actually the best place to start. Take your skill set, find the right way to package it and frame it, and then actually feel zero shame about working for a company as long as the pay is good and you have the ability to keep ascending and, you know, improving your earning potential. And the last option is become an apprentice or a free intern for a company. Now, this is very, very important because I see people make this mistake all the time. Do not think that just because you have free time, you are valuable to a company. Let me say that again. You can join a company and go, I'll work for you for free. Okay. And what about the business owner who now needs to spend or assign company resources to spend 40 hours training you? You have now cost the company more than you are worth, especially I see this all the time. You know, on Instagram, I get literally hundreds of DMs a day. I'd say probably of those probably 50 of those are people being like, I'll literally fly across the world. I'll drop everything. I'll work for you. And it's like, okay, what can you do? Do you have any proof of work? What's the quality of your work? If people were intelligent, they would be like, Hey, I will work for you for the next three months for free to prove my quality. And then after that, here's how much I would like to get paid. Here's my quality of work. If after the 90 days you tell me, Hey, this is not up to scratch. And I do not want to bring you on then absolutely no hard feelings. I've gotten some good experience from it. You've gotten free work and we will shake hands and move on. That is the right way to try to find an apprenticeship or a free internship. I would rather just be the bearer of bad news and just 
give you a real understanding of the way the real world works rather than you making a fool out of yourself consistently over and over again, trying to outreach to all of these companies or influencers or business people, trying to get an apprenticeship or an internship and just doing it the wrong way. And by the way, especially if you're the age of 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, and you don't really need to worry about bills too much, I think there is absolutely nothing wrong with working for a company for free, earning your stripes, you know, learning the ins and outs of an industry you want to go into. So ladies and gentlemen, I shout at you because I care. I know I can be a little harsh sometimes, but that's because I'm one of the few people who actually genuinely gives a about your success. So I'm going to give you the harsh truth. If you enjoyed this video and you want some ideas of the best side hustles to start this year, definitely check out that video. It's going to give you some really good ideas and I go more in detail on there.